we have started to see a trend. Uh, and this is kind of an offshoot of Black Lives Matter and, uh, and just the general uh, go back to Africa commentary. We got a lot of folks in the conservative ranks. Um, the, you're not welcome here. You're not wanted here. Uh, the whole rebel flag thing, all of that. You've seen a lot of a lot of five-star uh, African-American athletes coming out of high school who are opting to go to uh, HBCUs instead of the big-time, predominantly white institutions. There was the one guy, what was his name, Luke? The Curry Maker. Yeah, I don't watch basketball. I'm strictly football person. But uh, the one guy, you know, McCure Maker, he made he was the first one to do it. And he was like a big time recruit. Now we've had a couple more, and actually, it's starting to become a thing. So, Lou, you did the research. Why don't you kick us off on that one? Did I? Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you know his name. Yeah, you know <laughs> Maker. He's the first. Um, five-star recruit. He's a, five, a five-star recruit, or was a five-star recruit. Um, he's the first one in the modern era to choose a HBCU over a um, over a PWI, big big program at a PWI. Um, and hey, Lou, uh, he actually, he wasn't the first one. Who was the first? Uh, it was in 1980. Uh, we talking about right now, Chuck. You talking about Oh, yeah, but, he, right now. but oh. he's right. Contemporary is still 1980, so he's right. 19 Earl Earl Jones. Yeah, Earl Jones. Yeah, he was the first black top recruit to to go to an HBCU. Well, we talk about right now. Right now, yeah, the trend is happening because of Black Lives Matter and all of that. Yeah, but he gave good his, point. He, he gave his reason. He chose Howard, and um, yeah. I saw some. Woo. Things that he wrote about, or things he said about why he chose Howard, um, it was reminiscent of me choosing Morehouse. He went there. Um, uh, he was interested in Howard because of the alum. Um, a couple of his favorite actors are uh, alum: <coughs> Anthony Anderson and um, I forget the other guy's name. And then um, he went and visited during uh, Homecoming, and was so. <laughs> You went to homecoming. That's, that's, that's all it shit. takes. It's a homecoming. <laughs> yeah. You went to homecoming. And then he said he also wanted to, he, he did reference uh, BLM and that, um, you know, this is once in a generation type of thing where he might be able to influence others to make similar decisions. So he wanted to be a, a change agent. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he also uh, wanted to, um, it'll be a way to generate some more. Uh, revenue for the school. He want to bring a championship to an HBC. You know, when they get in the tournament, he wants to bring them a championship. Uh, and he will, if he does, he it will be the first uh, HBCU school in Division One to win a Division One championship. If he does, I mean, he has. To, he's, I mean, he's good. I mean, he's like, I mean, yes, this man for he quite not, a lot. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it his first year? Nah, he ain't going to do it his first year. He's not going to do that himself. I mean, I think he's not going to do that become, but a year. No, well, he no. Already he he may win. No, nah, yeah, he may yeah. win the HBCU. That's one and done. <laughs> nah, but listen, he may win the HBCU, uh, that whatever conference, that I think that's the MEAC in Howard. You know, they he may win. They may win the MEAC. Howard Division they, One now. They yeah. Did, yeah, they Division yeah. One. No, they are. They're Division One. Howard is Division One. But when they go to the tournament, 
you know what I'm saying? They not gonna sustain, they not gonna go to that far with just him going to the final. Yeah, they made they make yeah. it past day one now, but they ain't gonna get the, you know, the man yeah, Howard they does they did, it, they did it before. They did no, it. No, they have. I'm not saying that it can't be done. I mean, there've been, you know, Cinderella's that make it to the final four, but when they get in the mix, you know what I'm saying, and start playing Kentucky and UCLA. The likelihood is just not as there because you're playing up against a whole squad of five and four star athletes. You know. What yeah, I'm but here's a question. Here's a question now, because right, when these guys start off going HBCUs, do you give a shit about the about the tournament? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like at that point we kind of got our own. We kind of no. Well, the thing is, is the way the basketball works though is that once the MEAC, once you win your conference, and even in the MEAC, it's not about winning your conference. Uh, no, it actually is. It is winning yeah, it your is. conference, and it's you might have a losing ass. You might have a losing ass record, but as long as you win your conference, you go to this, this, this tournament of sixty-four, right? Yeah. And so at that point, that's when all the, the excitement comes in because if you got McCour McCour bringing Howard to the comp to the uh, to the tournament, and they make it past the Sweet Sixteen, that's when that is when if that can happen, Ooh. that's when folks is coming to the HBCUs. Believe that. This but if they don't make no noise, if they don't make no noise in the tournament, power comes, gets in there, and they not making any noise, it ain't gonna be, you know, it's not gonna generate as much excitement. So it's gonna be on him to get that squad at least past the Sweet 16, make some noise, maybe beat a Kansas or somebody, and then folks will really take notice. Yeah, well, well, the way they the way they're going to be able to recruit new, uh, you know, five-star prospects is you're going to have to expand other HBCUs getting into those other conferences because right now uh, Howard and North Carolina Central and those guys are pretty much functioning in one conference, which is the only conference that they have to win that will allow them to get to the NCAA. So it doesn't matter if the other HBCUs uh, are. Um, are there if they aren't able to get to the tournament? So yeah, that's really yeah. that's really got to be the big push beyond Maker's Mark but, right now. But you know, Casey, I think I, mm -hmm. what I'm saying, you're right as it stands. But yeah. once you start loading those HBCUs with talent, sure. they're no longer that you know that off-brand conference. I agree. Yeah. So at that point, that's when you you know they'll start allowing those schools to get in on the popular. You know, on the uh, what do they call it when they just allow schools based on their record? You know, right. they allow those yeah, at large, at large, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. And Jay, yeah. And then, I think that's what's gonna happen though. Factor. Oh, go ahead, cool. But, no, but, but what's for this entertainment fact? What's what's for this that? Think about the entertainment fact. I mean, y'all remember we first got to college, we had Harold Ellis, Larry Lewis, then yeah. amazing squad. I mean, basketball was unreal in Morehouse when we first got to school. Just imagine if it was at that level again when these guys start coming back and and Harold went to the league out of Morehouse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, this so you know, Larry, Larry coaches in the league. He coached in the league. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah I saw that. So yeah, think, about, think about this. Think about this basketball, right? Normally you want it done. Think about all the revenue. I, I definitely see the trend. I saw a, a Twitter today with Boogie Cousin says he went to Howard for homecoming. They was changing classes. And he was like, damn, he had already been to Kentucky. He's like, man, I need, I, I should have went to Howard. That's right. his biggest regret, I should have went to Howard. So you got Boogie Cousin, he's in the league, LeBron James, and you got this whole sediment right now in this country 
and the, the, the brothers are going to Howard, I think it's going to be fantastic because what it's going to do, generate money for the school, the excitement, and there's, I mean, Kentucky is cool, but I guarantee you, you're going to feel a lot better in those stands than all those beautiful sisters playing at Howard and all all that going on. It's, it's, it, I mean, Boogie yeah. said it today, like, man, he was looking at class like, wow, this is incredible. Boogie said, I have never seen so much intelligent I'm gonna quote him, blackness in one location. It was incredible. So he yeah. advised all these kids to go to the, I mean, you can go to school for one year. Go to school that one year. Some may stay to get the cash, bring a spotlight on the school, and just change the narrative. And then, right. because right. cool. to add to you, to add to what you just said, it's gotta be some, and it's gonna also allow more HBCU uh, schools to get into Division One. Yep. Because right they'll, now, they'll Sony, be Howard, Hampton, yeah, they're, they're division, but you got to understand, they're division one, but they're not division. I think there's, it's like a single A, double A, they used to do it, I don't yeah. know if they do it yeah. like that. But they're not, they're, they are division one as it stands, because they're able to make the tournament, right? So yeah, it's just a matter of getting them as a qualified school, so it's not about their, their but, winning the championship. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I was just saying. It'll be more schools that'll be, be able to be in the double A. Right, right, Triple or in the or, or in division. The, well, in the single A, I, I forget how they do. Yeah, it I forgot. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. I, I know what you're saying. But it's only three as of now that's in the single A. That's in that can that play against you know top tier schools. Yeah, that's Hampton, Tennessee State, and who else? Uh, and Howard. Howard. No, but Howard Howard is playing in the MEAC. See, Hampton and Tennessee State are in different conferences now. I thought Howard yeah, got yeah. Yeah. No, no, Howard There was a shakeup recently. There was a shakeup recently. It yeah. was. Yeah. I'm not but, sure. You know, I think in the day, though, man, the entertainment level is about to be amazing. Basketball, football. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to start yeah. going to the game at homecoming. You I mean, he's already going to generate revenue. And Howard, Howard basketball games will be televised. Believe hey, me. well, look. But just so you all know, there are only two Division One conferences HBCUs as the MEAC, which we're talking about That's with right. Howard and NC Central yeah. are in, and then there's the Southern uh, Western Athletic Conference. Right, yeah. And so again, right. and all of that. We yeah. got we, we got to get for for this to be a really big thing. Like I think this is a big deal with Maker going to Howard, but you gotta you gotta get these other HBCUs in these in that conferences or in those conferences to really elevate that recruitment for that top talent because Absolutely. because right now like we said we understand what college basketball is all about it's one and done man them guys gonna, they're gonna they're gonna always still opt for the bigger school for the notoriety for the visibility so you gotta get in these other conferences or get these other conferences to become division one so that they can um benefit from what they're trying to do with going to college and playing ball but you know the, the narrative has changed can be changed because like you said it's a one and done game anyway nowadays and so yeah. okay it's the difference between okay you go to kentucky you're on a posh jet and you have good athletic facilities versus going to howard where you got to take a bus but you're still at and home you and, got like you. and you got yeah you got folks that look like you and then there's a sense of community what they don't get at a big school True. and so that's the offset and i think you know, when they see the value in that, you know, versus, you know, getting, you know, shuffled around in a private jet, 
I think that may even turn the turn the turn the narrative around because there's a lot to that. And uh, you know, because at the end of the day, HBCUs folks actually give a shit about you. You know, when yeah. you're there. Yeah, Teachers, you're not just this dude that plays basketball, you know, who's just trying to, you know, essentially everybody knows he's gonna leave and he's just a number, he's just another black kid. And we'll get another black kid next year. You know what I'm saying? That's how you look and at it. And you know what? You would have a lot more fun in that year at Howard than in that year at Kentucky, that's for sure. But you know what? I thought something. You know, didn't they just recently uh, approve NCAA players getting endorsement money? No, they, they're trying still to do that. Uh, I don't know where point. that is. I, I know something. there's certain states. Nah, California. California, <laughs> states. California and Florida, I believe, did it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey yeah, Carl, I, I want to go back. Hey Carl, I want to go back to one thing real quick. You said it's gonna be more fun in that one year. Yes. You must have missed that segment in um, Spike Lee's "He Got Game" with my man Rick Fox say, "And they wash your drawers." That ain't happening with certain sisters. That's a well, okay. Uh, before you get down the rabbit hole, I'm not talking about black women. I'm talking about a, just women, right? I'm talking about, I'm talking about women. It's gonna be a different kind of fun. You know what I'm saying? Places, man. man. Spike, <laughs> old, so, well, let me ask y'all this: What's gonna be the difference in his experience at Howard as opposed to going to the University of Kentucky? Well, I just stated it, man. The yeah. community experience, the sense yes. of belonging. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to have the posh jet. He may not have as many of the crazy experiences with other women. You know what I'm saying? But oh, he, he will. This, Howard, this is going to be a different demographic. Yeah. But it's going to be a different demographic. But it's going to be a better experience. Yeah, yeah. he's going to have an experience. And he might, even, he might even decide. I doubt it, but he might even decide to stay. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking like, that because especially if they let talk. them get endorsement, if they get endorsement money, mm -hmm. it might become a thing where you want to get that degree from Howard. You want to have that experience because you're getting paid. Right. You know what right, I'm saying? Exactly. And you may not, like, you may it'll help you develop your game. But, you know, the NBA is one of those deals where it's like, man, come on through this cash. You can get your education later on. And I fully support right. that. Man, right. And you might as well, when you think about it, because so there used revenue. to be a time, there used to be a time when they were, uh, you could come straight out of high school. They banned that, and then it's now it's a one year thing. You got to get have at least one year in college, whatever. And now they've created this G League, where you know that's pretty much like the minor league. Um, you might as well just develop your game at somewhere where people want you. You know. Exactly. Now the issue, the issue that I will say, I had this uh, conversation with the Grant, uh, one of the Grant brothers uh, who's in the NBA, and he said, uh, you know, one of the conversation pieces we have is, do they want to be in a league where the talent is not as tight and they're not able to develop as a player as much and that's an issue because but didn't college they, basketball for those one and done guys like a, a, a six-month dunk contest yeah but 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 those guys are going up against you know other five-star basketball players during that year you know what i'm saying whereas when you're at an hbcu you're going up against guys who are shorter than you or not as fast you know what i'm saying if you so, recall we had quite a few five-star guys that decided to go to morehouse and didn't take a, a, a basketball scholarship that was it was actually good talent at uh at school when we got there but yeah, yeah know, i'm not saying I that think, but even i think larry could have got a scholarship to ucla hell yeah yeah i think he he was he you know he was supposed to go to ucla but he i think he like opted out yeah, or he got hurt with one he got hurt his senior year in high school or something like that I think that's what it was. Don't call me on that. But uh But you know, it, it worked out though. You know, could have went to UCLA. You know. 
Yeah, now, you talking about Larry Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, so now he's coaching He's coaching one of the G League teams, I believe. No. Yeah, I, I know, yeah, yeah. I, my, my, Larry my question is, beyond we referenced the BLM and uh, Maker referenced it as his influence, but HBCUs want to get that kind of talent. They need more than some outside influence um, to make that happen. The reason why they're not doing, not not getting this talent, is because of the money. They don't yeah. have the money to, to uh, recruit some facilities and all of that. Yeah, they, they don't, don't have the facilities. Even, they don't yeah. even have the budget to send their coaches across the country. Right. Yeah. So, but my thing is, when you start having a maker maker coming to Howard, guess what? Who follows ESPN? And yes, guess exactly. what ESPN got to do? They got to pay, baby. They got to pay. So essentially, you start getting them television money. You know, that stuff will come in time. And Nike's right. going to be at them. Nike's going to buy all the shoes, the unis. Man. Give money. Mike, oh, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys know who Mikey Williams is. He's a right. dude from Compton. He, yeah, and he's, he's a five-star recruit, but he's not coming out to 2023. His mother went to Hampton, played softball in Hampton, and he's referenced that... Uh, his exact quote was something like, uh, going to an HBCU wouldn't be that bad. Um, and as soon as he sent that tweet out, he received scholarship offers from a slew of schools. Um, Alabama State, Delaware State, Florida A&M, <laughs> Hampton, Howard, Morehouse, North Carolina Central, Southern TSU, and Norfolk State. I mean, he's three years out. Yeah. And uh, he tweeted that out and elicited that kind of response. So and I, yeah. think the key, and I think the key that we got to stress in this thing, though, is this is not about, like, you know, racial separation or trying to resegregate ourselves, whatever. These guys are making these choices because these the fans and the, and the, the students at the schools are not welcoming, not welcoming them. You saw how that guy was talking about he didn't want to play in front of the rebel flag. They they said everything in the world about that, that young man and basically told him to go back to Africa. And why don't he leave and all this other stuff? These guys are making these choices. Uh, they're being forced to. You know what I'm saying? Because how can you maintain your self respect and you playing in front of fans that are demonstrably racist? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a point that we need to add to this as well. That's, yeah, a, that's, a, point. that's a good point. Uh, yeah, didn't mean to make it such a real. somber ass tone, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm all, I hope it happens, man, because it's going to be another stream of revenue for our schools. Period, and it's a it's going to be a, a big stream of revenue, and I, I I hope this trend continues down the road, uh, and then we get into better divisions, we get recognized, and we just take over. But hey man, you know, we, we, we'll we see. keep loving their flag. We keep loving their flag, man. The trend will continue. These young brothers not going for it. But exactly. players, uh, looks like we are at the top of the hour. Uh, yeah. I guess these conversations went so well, we didn't even get the entanglements. So uh, looks like we're going to have a cliffhanger. We're going to pick that one up next week. So <laughs> go to the website, the house 94 podcast with the house94.com. Uh, add your comments, look at the previous episodes, comments, 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 like I mentioned before, you know, we're all well-accomplished men. We, we, we don't get our feelings hurt very easily, so give us your honest feedback. We want to make the show better. We want to know what you want to hear about. And uh, check us out on IG, The House 94. It's all uh, The House 94. Twitter, hey. IG, all of that. We'll check it out. Hey, Carl. What up? 
do we really want to talk about entanglements? Yeah, I do, but we can just say, everybody just give one little opinion about it. Around the horn. 30 seconds. So, uh, since you so burning up, Chuck, go ahead. <laughs> okay. About <laughs> 30 wait, seconds, wait, my opinion. Wait, 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 let me, uh, hang on. That's bro. a good cliffhanger, by the go. way. <laughs> right now, entanglement. Jada, whatever her name is, yeah, Jada, Will Smith's wife, she was a predator by behavior. Oh my God. Wow, Period. that's heavy. Uh, <laughs> that's heavy. That couple, yeah, they had a partnership when they got married. Partnership, no spiritual connection. I'm done. Bang, all right, <laughs> cool, go ahead. <laughs> Man, entanglements was, was kind of interesting to me because I looked at it kind of from a business standpoint. I mean, I saw, hey, you get anybody, you better get a non-disclosure. I saw that. That's very important. Non-disclosure is so big. Another thing I saw, you you have to give yeah. somebody you trust. It's very important. And the, and the last thing, you know, what I saw displayed kind of with Will Smith was through good and bad times, get someone that's kind of down for you. That's very, very important because you will have challenging times in life. Give someone who's down for you, you know, through thick and thin. Excellent. Look great. And I looked at it and I, um, my opinion was, who gives a shit? Um, it's just, it's just something that happens all the time. Uh, that was nothing new except they had big names. And, um, at the end, I thought it was sort of a payback because uh, Will said, I'll get you back. And she said, I think you already did. And he's like, I think you're right. Um, so who cares? Lou, the, uh, the contrarian in chief. Quite <laughs> Hey, man, I'm going to keep mine real short and sweet. Entanglement, as far as I'm concerned, is inevitable. So I can't wait to have the deeper discussion. <laughs> God damn, man! Yeah. What's going on, uh, man? You, you that mad at the, you that mad at the, at, at the marriage? God damn! <laughs> no, really? wait, did he say that uh, much? Oh. I didn't say that. I didn't, didn't say, I didn't say that. nothing about being angry. I'm mm-hmm. saying entanglements are inevitable. That's all I'm saying. All right, I got you. I got Rob, mine. Real brief, man. Real brief. Yo, if you're the side piece. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Gone. Ugh. So, uh, yeah. I don't know if I've got anything to add to that. Uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll think about it. I'll have some bullet points ready for next week. But, damn. Say it was inevitable. I'm like, right. Chuck, man, y'all. Strick and called this lady a whore. So I was like, man. <laughs> now he called her a predator. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm not using it lost words. Well, y'all, man, y'all jumping this this one. I mean, we ought to just put it, get it in the can, but we're going to hold it off for next week. So, like I said, thehouse94.com, the house on IG, house94 on IG, the house94 on Twitter. Check us out, provide your comments. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. Until next time. Hey. Great job, fellas. <laughs>